Welcome to Real Estate Talk with the CSJ team, brought to you by Elfant Wissahick and Realtors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever you find your podcast. Cecile welcomes back David Franco from Guaranteed Rate Mortgage. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Today we're talking with David Frankel about a topic that comes back every year. What can we do as parents to get our children and young adults ready to purchase real estate? So good morning. Good David. morning. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So, I mean, the very first question would be, how early can we start talking to our kids about buying real estate? That's the essential question. Is really... As soon as they're ready, as soon as they're capable, I'm a big proponent of starting financial conversations with kids and starting with ideas like taking them to the grocery store with you, letting them see the bills, helping them look at shelves even so they get a sense of what money is and that things cost things and let them understand that you work and that's how you get the money coming in to have money going out. And that's something that even a young kid can make sense of. One thing costs more, one thing costs less, and it's numbers they'll be doing at school. And then they start getting a sense of that. And then maybe when they get older, if you want to have them involved with you, if it comes time for buying a house, let them see what different numbers are and what things look like. Let them talk with you if you're comfortable and if they are mature enough to handle it. Talk about paying bills. Look at what different things cost. And let them develop a sense that really the enterprise we live in is based on money in, money out, what it costs, and what the opportunity is to be able to support the lifestyle that we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, also money is becoming so much more abstract because we use credit cards. I mean, it's something that we don't even see. It's uh, ethereal. But one good thing is that now in high school, they have financial algebra, for example, and I know it's very helpful because they actually speak about things like interest rates and mortgages and amortization tables. So, all right. So start talking as early as possible. When somebody, when a young person calls you or not even a young person calls you, but like to purchase a property, what are the first words that come out of your mouth? The first words that come out of my mouth related to the purchase itself are that we are going to look at income, debt, credit, and assets. Those are the four building blocks of an applicant's profile for a loan. And those are the things that we can start talking about with kids when they're younger so that when we can start taking steps as soon as the day they turn 18, really, to help them be ready for when the time comes to buy a house, helping them put together the components that will be successful and give them the most flexibility and the best outcome for financing a home purchase. All right. So let's take these words one at a time. Let's speak about credit. What do you mean by credit and what can we do to help them? We as lenders will look at one's credit score, not just the score. We'll also look at their history, their utilization, and the number of accounts they have. And what do we look at on there? We will look at anywhere that someone has borrowed money or anywhere that someone has the ability to do so. Good examples, credit cards, student loans, car payments, and ultimately mortgages are all examples. And when we start, we look at when someone's score, it's on a scale up to about 840. Uh, the higher, the better. The lower, the more challenges to one 
being able to obtain financing on really good terms. And there are real concrete steps one can take to build that and get that higher score. All right. Well, let's speak about the credit cards themselves. Are there some that people should never open? I would say never, ever, 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 ever open a store card. When you are at any retail establishment and they say, hey, do you want to apply for a credit card? You'll save 5% today. Chances are you will not remember. You'll save $11 on your purchase and you won't forget that the bill was supposed to come and you won't notice that it's not there two months later. I can't tell you how many people's credit scores have been submarined by missing store cards that they just forgot they applied for and didn't track. All right. What about debt? When you're talking about debt, what are we talking about? We are looking at a percentage of one's income that goes towards monthly obligations. So we're looking at things like student loan payments, car payments if one has one, credit card balance payments. And what we want to see is everything needs to be in balance. It's okay to have debt. We want to make sure that it is in balance relative to one's income. Okay. What about assets then? Assets are the money that will be used for your down payment and closing costs. Checking, savings, investment accounts, retirements, U.S. savings bonds, and gift funds are all valid sources, and we'll go through all of those with clients. The more, the better. Okay. Can we speak about income then? We absolutely can. Definitely, you want someone to have employment and documented income because that's what we look at. We need to know that they'll be able to repay us. They'll have enough money coming in to balance with lending standards for the money going out for the house payment. And so it may be a W-2 job where they get a salary. It may be hourly. It may be commission-based. It may have a bonus component. They may even be self-employed. All of these things can be worked with, and we've got documentation standards for all of them, and we'll talk through it with people about what works best. So you mentioned gift. So can a first-time home buyer get a gift from, from anybody? Not anybody. Uh-huh. It is one of, the, one of the changes in the last number of years across lending guidelines is that gifts from eligible donors may make up 100% of a buyer's out-of-pocket costs for down payment and closing. So it may be a blood relative. It may be an employer. It may even be someone with a family-type relationship. There are different ways to look at it, and this is for a primary residence. If you were purchasing an investment property, and kudos to a first-time buyer looking for an investment property, Gift funds are not allowed there. Okay, got you. So could you use a parent as a co-signer? That's something that we bring up a lot. If you have someone new, maybe not enough income on paper yet, or newly self-employed, and having a co-signer means that person's income comes in, they sign the debt, they're responsible for it, but they are contributing more income and saying, we will backstop this person and we will sign on the note to help them qualify. And yes, that doesn't have to be a parent. That may be anybody who is willing to co-sign with you. And so when you are on the note as a co-signer, do you also happen to be on the title? A good differentiation. That's a really great question. The note is the debt instrument you are signing to guarantee it. And the answer, do you have to be on title, is no. That's optional. It's a conversation to have with financial planners, 
but it is entirely optional. Okay, and one question. When we were talking about employment, do you need to have worked for a specific, specific amount of time or can you be that person that makes a lot of money right off the get-go and after six months you decide that, yeah, maybe I'm going to buy a house? If you are employed and you have a salary or you have a fixed number of hours per week and it's your W-2 employment, not contract employment, you can start right away. We've had people even buy with offer letters before they start. So that's great if you're coming right out of some sort of program, you're going to start this summer and you want to buy a house based on an offer letter, wonderful. If you're self-employed, there is a minimum amount of time. Bare, bare minimum is one year with a filed tax returns. More often, it's at least two, but we can get to those conversations as well. Fantastic. All right, last question. Is there a time that you think is the best to talk about this or when should you start broaching the subject with the kids? I would say six months before you think you may want to buy is probably a good time to reach out to a real estate agent and a lender. I say six months because if there's something that needs to be addressed, that gives you a runway to get there before you're ready to buy. But it's really never too early. You can always plan, you can always answer questions and map out a path to move forward. Great. David, thanks a million. If you have any questions out there, please reach out to David at a guaranteed rate. And we look forward to the next one. Thank you. You're welcome. Don't forget to like, review, subscribe, and share our podcasts. And send your suggestions. We want to hear from you. The CSJ team with Mary Ellen, Karen, Cecile, the Stellar Choice.